You're tuning in to the Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal podcast. If you have a story or a guest recommendation that you think others need to hear, email me at wildweirdandsometimesnormal at gmail.com. Let's get this started. Alex and Brett, kick it! This episode of Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal, my guest is Jason Helmus. He's the founder of Any Man Fitness. Normally, I drop new episodes on Friday, but this one I'm releasing early on Wednesday. The reason for that is that Jason, his fitness program, his No Cardio Fat Shred fitness program that he runs, he's starting a new class on Monday. I want to get this episode out to everybody. Anybody who's interested in just feeling better, eating better, lifting, you know, having somebody guide you, you know, if you don't even know where to begin, that's where I was. I had no idea where to begin. I was really lost. Uh, and then signing up for this, it truly helped. I still use the things that I learned, you know, in 2021. I still use them today and getting the same results that, that are really great. But the summer's coming up. This is a six-week course. Jason says during our, our interview that typically people lose 11, between 11 and 12 pounds. So if you're looking to try to get a step in the right direction, you know, you think you're going to start hitting the shore a lot this summer and you want to get that beach bod looking good, you know, I think this is a good episode to listen to. Another good reason I like this episode is that when Jason started his Any Man Fitness business, he was a school teacher as well. And he was balancing his regular nine to five safe job while he was also chasing something that he wanted to do. I feel like a lot of people that I talk to, like almost everybody I talk to, you know, they might like their job, but they also have this other passion that they want to do that they don't always know how to monetize or how to follow through with or like, how would I get clients? Things like that. And I just like talking to people who have figured this out. I like their mindset and the little nuggets of knowledge that they drop. You know, I like doing this podcast. You know, ideally I would like this podcast to, to blow up. I'm, I'm in nine countries right now. Shout out to Romania, my second highest market behind the US. All my Romanian listeners out there, let's hear you, man. It's great to talk to people who are able to take their dreams and turn them into a reality. So that's why I enjoyed this conversation with Jason. We talked about his Any Man Fitness. We talked about teaching. We talked about kids in school are paying the ass. Uh, I have two brothers who are teachers. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how any of the teachers do it. Hey, you get summers off. There's a trade-off there somewhere. I don't always see it. But anyway, a great conversation. Thanks to Coach Jay for coming on. Shout out to him. Follow him at Any Man Fitness. Let him know that you heard him on here. And if you're interested, he has even free programs through Twitter and his website that you can find, like free body workouts that you can do. You don't even need weights. Check him out. Let him know you heard him on here and enjoy the episode. Thanks, guys. Are you looking for CBD for your pet? My friends at Pure Pet Wellness have what you need. They use the highest quality ingredients. While other companies may use synthetic oils in their CBD, Pure Pet Wellness uses organic ingredients, organically grown hemp, organic coconut oil, organic shea butter, organic beeswax, and that's just to name a few. A family-owned and operated company that also offers fast shipping. Go to purepetwellness.com for all your pet's CBD needs and use the discount code WILD and WEIRD at checkout. That's WILD, A-N-D, WEIRD. Treat your animal right. Go to purepetwellness.com. Are you looking to buy a home in New Jersey? Escape the city and move to the suburbs? 
finally purchase that vacation home on the lake or down the shore? Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who are retiring and moving out of state. If so, let me help you. Keller Williams and the Real Estate Professional Group have what you need to make your goals come true. Reach out and have a conversation with someone who will put you first. Contact Brian McCoach at 856-321-1212 or email brianmccoach at kw.com. Welcome to another episode of Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal. I'm your host, Brian. And today, my guest is Jason Helmus. He's the founder of Any Man Fitness. Welcome, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me. So am I wild, weird, or am I sometimes normal? We'll decide that at the end. We'll see how well it goes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. Great. So about two years ago, I think I saw you on Twitter. Somebody I was following retweeted you, and you were putting out a call for your no cardio fat shred. And I saw you on a Thursday and it was starting on September 13th of 2021. And I was at a point for myself where, you know, sometimes you catch the wrong look in the mirror or you see a picture of yourself and, you know, that 18 year old self that's always in your head and you like the same music and you like the same movies and you laugh at the exact same jokes from that long ago. And I was like, man, that is not the same guy that's in my head. And at that instant, I signed up for your no cardio fat shred and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't belong to a gym. I've done some, you know, weightlifting and in, in sports in high school, but it, it was, you know, enjoying the gym afterwards. But really, when you're on your own, I had, I had no idea how to lift or the process of it. You know, you go there and you put as much weight as as much weight as you can on the machine on the on the dumbbells. You do it a bunch of times. You rest for a little bit. You do it a bunch of times. You know, can't skip leg day. Things like this, and you just don't always see the results. I joined your program and in the 12 weeks, I went from 238 pounds, which was probably close to like the most that I've ever been, uh, down to 208. And I would have liked to say at that point that I kept it off <laughs> from all of them, but it did it did come back on. And at the beginning of this year, uh, January 2023, two buddies of mine wanted to do a weight loss contest. And uh, again, a bad picture. It was the holiday week, uh, maybe a little too much Christmas spirit. Again, a bad picture. And I was like, why am am I going to reinvent the wheel? I know how to do this. Coach Jay showed me the way. I re-employed those methods. Uh, I added cutting out alcohol. I haven't gone back to alcohol nice. since then. Nice. And uh, I feel great. I think it's the best thing for me. Yeah, and uh, I used to always think that I would never see below 200 again. And that was like, oh, 199. And maybe I'll see it one time. Like, who knows? And I have been consistently under 200 now for about six weeks. I oh, just fantastic. keep getting lower and lower as I see these weird bumps on my arms that are starting to grow a little bit and like like weird things. I'm pretty sure they're muscles. I'm not I'm not 100 sure. <laughs> I did I didn't know if you like had a rash or something. Like I'm like Brian, I, I can't help you with that, man. <laughs> yeah, not Dr. J, Coach J. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But uh your your program, uh, I think it's great for everybody from the lost to to the found and and know what they're doing. How did you develop your program? That first saw that that is just I could not ask for a better testimonial, right? Um, that's just fantastic to lose 30 pounds the first time that you go through it. And and so you know this, but so your listeners know no cardio fat shredding, you are only working out about 40 minutes three times per week. That's it. Uh in a Monday, Wednesday, Friday format. Not only that, but there's no circuits. There's no high intensity interval shredding, or I'm sorry, high intensity interval training. It's obviously named no cardio fat shredding. So cardio isn't required at all. Most people take four full off days per week. Um, it's it's really it's a minimalist program, right? Even when you go in to do your workouts, it's like you'll have 
eight or nine sets, period, per workout. And that's it. That That's all you're really doing. And it's just such a magical thing. I actually just, we have another round coming up here on April 24th, starting in about nine days. And I just hopped onto Twitter a couple minutes ago and hopped onto Facebook and Instagram and said, hey, everybody, you know, showed some of those success stories from no cardio fat shredding. I don't know. I mean, I've been in the fitness industry for about 10 years now, and this is going to sound uh, a little uh, you know, self-absorbed, but I don't know if I've seen a fitness program create so many mind-bending transformations, like truly just, and it's not like, yeah, you lost 30 pounds, which is, it's it's exceptional. And and you went back to it after, you know, maybe you, you stopped those good, healthy habits and you kind of let things slide by the wayside. And you said it was around the holidays, you know, that happens, that that's just life. But then in January, you said, wait, I know what to do. I'm going to get right back on it. And boom, all the weights right back off of you. And you're at a low point. You're feeling great right? You're, you know, you're the best shape that you've probably been in for years. And, and that's why I'm so like, so many of these transformations are not the average person loses about 11.3 pounds in six weeks of no cardio fat shredding. So that's pretty rapid. That's almost two pounds per week. That's the average person. Individuals can lose up to 25 pounds. You know, if you've got a lot of weight to lose, or you're a big guy and the women might lose a little bit less, especially if you're petite or and older, maybe you maybe like, you know, five or six or seven pounds, which is still excellent progress for six weeks. But the stuff that always gets me is I've seen so many people use no cardio fat shredding as the catalyst to just a massive lifestyle change because it's brutally simple. It's so straightforward. The workouts are simple. They're not complex. You don't have a million rules to follow. You know, we utilize flexible dieting. Your diet is whatever you decide it to be. Whatever you want to eat is totally up to you. And we have high carb days and we have high fat days, essentially, where, where you don't eat as many carbs, but but you eat, you know, so you have days where you can get your carby treats in and you have days where you can eat your, your fatty foods and, and you know, you never really feel deprived on it. Um, and where did I come up with that? I'll tell you, uh, Brian, where, where I came up with that. Um, back in about 2010, I weighed, I close, I was close to 300 pounds. Uh, I was a middle school teacher and I'm, I'm six, eight. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a tall guy. It was, I got a lot of, you carry it well, right? You, you carry it well. You're 300 pounds, but you carry it well. And I'd be like, you know, well, I see what I look like when I take my shirt off. So um, thank you. But it, trust me, I'm not carrying it that well. And, and I had my first daughter, Brooklyn was born in 2010 and you know, the first five or six months of her life was just just a whirlwind, you know, first time parents um, trying to, to balance my wife's career, my career, kids, you know, student loans, daycare, diapers, mortgages, car, like just just life. You know, all of a sudden life was was really coming at me. And I remember it was my daughter's first birthday party in, in the summer of 2011, one year after that. And I still weighed that much. And it was, uh, she was born on um, July 29th. I, I just paused for a second. Like, when is it? Okay. July, yeah, that's not good. Uh, July 29th, which is just, you know, the dog days of summer. Hot, sticky. On the day of her birthday, I think it was like 91 and humid or something. Just, just brutally hot. And we did what every 
news, you know, every parent does on your first child's first birthday. We invited way too many people. Um, like had like a million people in our backyard set up like, you know, tents and chairs and tables and decorations. And looking back, it's like, why the hell did we do this for a kid's first birthday? She don't even remember it, but, but you know, that's how parents are, especially with the first kid and the first birthday. So I, my day, I think the guests were supposed to arrive at about two and I had to set up tables and chairs and tents. And there was like a mosquito problem in the backyard. So I'm like spraying the whole backyard with mosquito. I had to, to rush to the caterers to get the cakes and the food. And and Brian, by the time like 1.30 hit, I was spent. Like I was in such I was in such bad physical shape. I had changed my shirt three times already because it was just soaked through in sweat. And I remember telling my wife, all right, I'm gonna go take a cold shower. I'm going to drink a Gatorade. I'm going to try to revive myself. And and guests started showing up and I laid down in the shower upstairs in our, our bedroom, bedroom, bathroom or whatever. And I laid down on the floor with the ice cold water, like you know, as, as cold as it could get and that time of the year, just like hitting, hitting my body, trying to just revive me, just sucking down Gatorade. And I remember I got out of the shower and I was so spent, Brian, that I thought, I don't even want to have this party. Like I want, I want everybody to leave. Like I'm so exhausted. And, and I remember like I came down and sucked it up and ate some food and, and, and drank some beer and, and said happy birthday and all this stuff. But I remember the next morning I was like, what am I doing? Like, look at how out of shape you are. Like you can't even enjoy your kid's first birthday. You can't even spend a couple hours setting up tables and chairs and stuff without just being physically just exhausted and spent like like what happened to you, dude? <laughs> like, you know, I'm sh- I'm sure you've had those feelings too. Like, you know, you were you, you were talking about like, you know, I was a 210, 215 pound high school senior. I played Division One baseball in college. Like, I was an athlete. I was in really good shape. Now all of a sudden, I was 30 and I was anything but. So I went deep into the rabbit hole. I kind of got pissed off myself because I had been a, been going to the gym. Like, I was going to the gym, but I had no real plan. I was just show up and whatever feels good that day I'll do, which, you know, we're guys. So that's like bench press, uh, pull downs, uh, biceps and triceps. Every day you skip leg day, <laughs> you know, there are, there's no, <laughs> there's no such thing as leg day. Leg day isn't happening, but like I wasn't tracking workouts. I wasn't hitting all the muscle groups. So I wasn't training my full body. I wasn't on a real program. I was just at the gym doing whatever. And I go to, I still go to a commercial gym. I go to lifetime fitness and you see that everywhere. Right. You see people that just they're putting forth a lot of effort, but they're not putting forth effort at the things that will really move the needle. And that's kind of what I realized. Like, dude, you are going to the gym. I was trying to quote unquote eat healthy, but I had no real parameters. I was just like, I'm gonna try to eat healthy. So, like, what the hell does that mean? Oh, I don't know. Just like eat healthy. I'll try not to overeat. I'll eat small portions. And it wasn't really, it wasn't working. Not not for a guy who's six, eight, three hundred pounds. I was hungry all the time, just trying to minimize my portions. Like I needed a better approach. So I really went down the rabbit hole of evidence-based fitness. And I tried lots of different protocols on myself. I actually reached out to another coach who who kind of does really what I do. We're still colleagues now to this day. He's got his business and I've got my business. Um, and I said, hey man, I, you know, I'm trying to put together a plan. I'm wondering if you can can help me out and and critique it. And he said, I don't offer that service, but I offer one-on-one coaching. Okay, cool. Well, how much is it? And he told me, I think it was like 
you know, 700 bucks or something like that for, for a one-on-one program. This was back in 2011. And I was, I was a teacher at the time. I was like, oh, I, I'm sorry, man, I can't afford that. And he's like, well, there's lots of freebies on my website. It sounds really similar to the stuff that I do for, for people, you know, looking back at it. So I piece, piecemealed it all together and, and I landed on this protocol. And in essence, Brian, what it really is, is it's something called lean gains. Have you ever heard of lean gains before? No, I have not. It was super popular around like 2010, 2011 in the online fitness space. And online fitness was in its infancy. That was when apps had like very first started hitting your phones. Like the original cell phone, I'm sorry, the original iPhone 3 came out with its very first apps. But nobody had really developed fitness apps yet. That wasn't really a thing. Uh, But this guy uh, from Sweden, guy by the name of Martin Birkin, um, and and he's still out there, still still selling his, uh, you know, still coaching and and doing podcasts and putting out information. But there was a lot of guys. It wasn't just me. It was, you know, guys and girls took the course. So you know, you know did lean gains essentially, and and it's it combines a couple different strategies. Number one, minimalist training, right? Those no cardio fat shredding workouts are short, thirty to forty minutes max, but. They focus on the highest ROI exercises that there are, period. You're doing barbell back squats, barbell deadlifts, barbell bench presses, shoulder presses, you know, dumbbell rows, barbell rows, right? It's 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 the big compound movements. There's no fluff in those workouts at all. And it was perfect for me because I was teaching school. I was busy with, with, with having a young child. My wife worked. She's an engineer. She was working like 50 hours per week. So I had this little window of opportunity from our kids went to daycare, right? I had this window of, of opportunity from three o'clock when I got out of school to six o'clock when I had to pick them up from daycare. So that was my window of opportunity to go to the gym. So that's you know three days per week. I would go to the gym and I would do my quick short workout. And then dude, I hated exercise until I started doing that. I hate I hated strength training until I started doing this exact no cardio fat shredding protocol, which like I said was lean gains. Because all of a sudden, I was out of the gym before people were done with their warm-ups. Like seriously, I would walk in and I'd see some guy stretching, getting ready to do his workout, and I would be leaving by the time he was starting his workout. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And not only that, but because it was such low volume, my body could recover pretty quickly from that stuff. And because the parameters of the program said, increase five pounds every time. Without question, you get your reps, you move up and wait. And really, that was the first time I had ever done that. It sounds kind of silly and kind of stupid. Like this is an obvious part of strength training, progressive overload and pushing yourself and adding weight to the bar. Um, and, and all of a sudden, my strength shot through the roof. Um, I also combined it with, and as you know, with no cardio fat trading, we, do, we use a strategy called macronutrient cycling. And with macronutrient cycling, when you train, you have higher amount of calories a higher amount of carbohydrates to fuel your training and to recover from the training, and your fats are minimized. You still get some fat into your diet, but you're eating leaner foods on the days that you train. And then on the days that you don't train and you don't really need all those additional carbohydrates to fuel your workouts and for recovery and everything, you eat lower carb. You still get some carbs in, but they're like you know, veggies and, and fibrous veggies and, and, and filler and, and, and that sort of a thing into your diet. So you, you still eat some carbs, uh, but you eat much higher fat. 
And and you really need to have a nice combination of both. Uh, fat is very good for you. It, it helps to optimize your hormonal profile. It it makes your your food taste a heck of a lot better to have some fats into your diet too. So all of a sudden, you know, I really felt like th- this this is what I did from 2011 until 2013, and I started at around 300 pounds. And Brian, I got all the way down to 206.5 pounds, like doing wow, this that's protocol. Am- that's amazing. It was, dude, it was insane. Like I hadn't weighed 206.5 pounds since I was in eighth grade. Like people, people were rightfully asking me like, dude, are, are you okay? Like, are, are you sick? Like, dude, you don't have cancer or anything. Dude. I'm like, no, dude, I've never felt better. Like I feel freaking amazing. I have so much energy. Like this is, this is crazy because, you know, and it wasn't a crazy unsustainable diet. I got to eat the foods that I loved. I wasn't killing myself working out and like clockwork 1.5 to two pounds per week, just coming off me, coming off me, coming off me, coming off me. I remember I got, I got all the way down there and I said, okay, this is probably the leanest I will ever be in my life. I need to go get a DEXA scan done to see really how low I am. And I was 7.3% body fat, which to put that into perspective, your contest ready bodybuilders on a DEXA scan will probably show five to 6% body fat. So I was wow. like, I was like maybe three or four pounds away from being lean enough to do an actual natural bodybuilding show. Um, and it was cra- it was crazy too. Like I was teaching school at the time, and I remember we had this um, pep rally, and it was teachers versus students. And there was an eighth grade kid who ho- he thought he was hot shit, and he went up and like you know barely dunked the ball. He could, I mean, for an eighth grader, that's pretty impressive that he could he could that's dunk. Good, but yeah. it was one of those, one of those like barely over the rim sort of dunks. And I'm like, watch out, Mr. Helmus is here. And like, and I have been deadlifting and squatting. I was so strong and so lean and so explosive from doing those movements. It was like double pumps behind the back. Like, and these kids are like, oh my God, I didn't know you could do that. And I'm like, I didn't know I could do it either. Because like, it's not like, it's not like I play basketball. I was just like, you know what, dude, you feel pretty good. You're energetic. You're super lean and you're super strong right now. Let's see what you can do. And yeah, like my athletic ability, like I was literally like, man, I wish I could go back to high school and like when I was 14 years old and go through this program and and see just what I could have done athletically. But but anyways, um, in 2013, I took out the domain name anymanfitness.com on the advice of a friend. I was putting I was putting my friends through this too, just buddies, like softball buddies, like, hey, dude, like, you know, people tend to start asking questions when you go through that dramatic of a transformation. Um, and I played softball at the time in the summer times and the guys from the, my softball team, like, you know, I, I come back after, you know, six months and I'd be down like you know, 45, 50 pounds. And all of a sudden, like you said, I had weird bumps in places. I had never had them before. And, <laughs> and not a and, rash. <laughs> no, not a rash, not a rash. And yep. softballs like flying over the fence. And all of a sudden I can, zoom around the bases and not be tired like I was before. And they're like, dude, you got to help me. So I started helping my buddies. And, and over the course of, you know, four or five months, I would set up protocols for them just for fun, man. I was just having a blast doing it. And they were losing tons of weight. My one buddy, Jack, he, who, uh, he's the one, he's a graphic designer. Oh, I take that back. A computer animator. He would get angry at me for calling him a graphic designer. I'm not a graphic designer, dude. I'm a computer animator. Um, but he's a computer animator. He's the one who made the Anyman Fitness logo. And he made it for me because I helped him out and he had lost like 30 or 40 pounds and he got a six pack for the first time ever in his life at the age of like 32. Like who gets a six pack at the age of 32 when they didn't have one when they were in high school, you know, like is we're sitting down after softball. And of course, 
all of a sudden we're not eating chicken wings and drinking beer. Now we have like our nice macro, like tons of nice chicken salad with like an iced tea on the side or whatever. And he starts asking me questions. What should I do about this? What should I do about that? Ask me questions about the diets and the workouts and, and what he should do. And I'm answering him to the best of my ability. And I know the answers to like almost everything that he's asking me. And he's like, so dude, when are you going to start your own business? And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? It hadn't even crossed my mind, Brian. I never even thought of it. And he, I was like, what, what do you mean? And he goes, look what you did for me and look what you did for so-and-so and so you know some of the other softball guys on the team he's like you do understand people pay good money if you know how to get in shape especially if you know how to get in like this good a shape in a sustainable and enjoyable way like you should start your own business and i was like damn i never thought of that and most of what i had done i had learned via the internet via reading other people's blog posts and just like piecemealing stuff together and getting freebies, free guides and free, the, you know, that sort of thing. And I thought, well, you know, like I, I enjoy writing. Maybe I'll start a blog. And blogs were super, super popular back then. Um, that was, you know, 2013 this was. So the next day, that was a Thursday when when he put that idea in my head. The next day on Friday, uh, during my lunch break at school. Sorry, Plymouth Canton School District. I used your computer for this one. Um, <laughs> I literally, Brian Googled, how do you start a blog? <laughs> like the internet has everything. Use it to I, your advantage. It's the most cliched thing in the world. And I followed the instructions, bought a little domain name, bought a little website server space. Um, and, uh, I guess as they say, the rest was history. But, uh, I, at first, all I did was no cardio fat shredding. Like I did that protocol for almost everybody. Um, and, but then as the years go by, I slowly, you know, people would come to me and say, I don't want to do macronutrient cycling. I don't, I don't want to train in a minimalist fashion. I want to train more than three days per week. I want to train more than 30 minutes of pop. You know, I want to incorporate cardio or incorporate, right. So just naturally over time, my skills as a coach just progressed and progressed. And, uh, it's been a wild ride these last 10 years. And, and in May here, coming up in a couple of weeks, marks the 10-year anniversary of when I took out that domain name. And boy, has life changed in those 10 years. I'll tell you what, Brian. That's amazing. A bunch of questions here from all of that. So one, you're 6'8", and they're telling you you carry your weight well. I'm 6'3", so sometimes that's considered tall until I'm next to somebody like you. But that's <laughs> that's like the tall person backhanded compliment. I'm like, oh, yeah. you look like, like yeah. come on, the, the shirt hides it well, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the gym, you're talking about you're done your workouts by the time people are still warming up or finishing their warm ups, and that's what I I liked when I joined your program. I, I wasn't sure what I was getting into until I think Monday morning, maybe Sunday night or Monday morning. I got the first email, and uh, I guess maybe on Sunday, and I started buying weights and things like that, doing my garage, and I wasn't sure how long it would take. And I was like, oh, well, whatever it is, I'm I'm in. I'm at the point that I need to make serious changes. And then it's over in 30, 45 minutes, like an hour tops. I've walked around the gym for an hour waiting for a machine to open up or not knowing what to do. And I'm like, oh, what's happening here? And just as a, a side note or an anecdote here. So sometimes I, you know, I don't feel like working out. I'm not the only person in the entire world who doesn't feel like working out. Uh, some days you skip a workout. And I feel like every time I ever skipped a workout, I regret it the next day. You know, the day gets away from you. You have the best intentions, eight o'clock in the morning. Next thing you know, it's eight o'clock at night. Like, Where'd the whole day go? I couldn't get 30 minutes in. A year or two ago, Tiger Woods was doing a warm up. He had a big car accident. His leg's still messed up. He has to drop out. He just dropped out of uh, the Masters over the weekend. Doing a warm up at one of his events. And one of the reporters asked him at, at the end of the warm up, like, hey, how'd your practice round go? And he didn't have a good practice round. So he said uh, his, his dad gave him a piece of advice and he would always ask him, 
did you go out and accomplish what you were supposed to do? So Tiger talking to the reporter was like, my goal was to accomplish the practice round. My goal wasn't to shoot the best round in the practice round. My goal wasn't to get a hole in one. My goal was I was going out to practice. I started, I completed it, I got it done. So sometimes when I really don't feel like lifting and the day is getting away from me, I'll get it done anyway, but I'll do it. More, you know, I won't rest as much in between the sets. And it's like, hey, I, I have to do three sets of eight on this, three sets of eight on this, three sets of eight on this. And, you know, maybe not the, the best thing for the muscles. So far, it's worked in my favor, but, you know, I'll get it down to 25 minutes and I get done. And I'm like, yeah, thank God I got that done today because you, you miss one day. It's so easy on that second day. It's so easy on that third day. And then, you know, you're back to where I am that I just had on January 1st, looking in the mirror and in a weight loss competition again. But uh, yeah. to compound those successes is going to keep you going in the right direction. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I think one of the things I mentioned that I didn't really like going to the gym before I found this protocol is just, it was almost just something that I felt like I needed to do out of duty. Like you have this gym membership, you're supposed to be in good shape, like go to the gym and, and work out. So I always kind of saw it as like this torturous thing, almost like something to survive, if you will. Um, but then as soon as I started doing no this no cardio fat rate thing, all of a sudden my mindset on everything changed. And I think it was just because you could see how you were building blocks. Like you could see how you, like you were building a house, like each day you were putting a brick on and you were looking at your performance saying, this is what I did last time. I need to do better than this. And you are, and you go, oh shit, last time it was really heavy. Okay. Well, I'm going to trust that super compensation happened, right? Super compensation in, in the world of weightlifting means when you start your workout, you're at a baseline level of strength. When you're finished with your workout, you're actually weaker than you were when you started your workout, right? You're always weaker at the end of your workout. You can't push as much weight, but you trust the process of recovery, of eating nutritious, healthy foods, staying hydrated, getting sleep, getting rest. You trust the fact that those muscles will repair themselves and they will come back stronger. So like that, that mindset shift, like it was almost like I was telling myself, like, if you miss a day, you missed a brick. When you miss that brick and you wait a full week or something before you get back into that gym, it's like you're taking a couple bricks away and then you have to rebuild it from there, which essentially is true when you're talking about strength training. That's exactly how it works. So it was like, all of a sudden, I just, I never wanted to miss. Like, and I would figure out a way to get to that gym, like no matter what. Sometimes I had stuff going on. There were parent-teacher conferences. There was this, there was, I always found a way, whether that way was, okay, tomorrow you have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and you have to do it before work. It's only 30 minutes, get in there and bust ass, you know, or it's okay. Today you can't make it on a Friday, Saturday morning. You're going to get in there and you're going to get your work in a set, right? Just, it, it was the first time in my life where, and honestly, Brian, part of it was, I said, you have started and stopped so many times in your life. You need to figure out what have you, you should, every human being really, not just me, every human being should see what happens if you go all in and commit 100% to something physically. I think everyone once in their lives should be able to see what kind of true benefits you will have if you go 100% all in because we've all every human on earth pretty much well i shouldn't say on earth in, in america let's say has tried to get in shape or tried to be healthy or try and there's roadblocks and things get difficult but how many of us out there can actually say 
for this four months or six months or a year or, or whatever, whatever the time frame is, I went 100% all in and I did everything that I could possibly do to be as perfect as possible. You can't be perfect. You are going to mess up. And I can't sit here and say that in those two years where I was losing 85 pounds, I was perfect. Hell no, I wasn't perfect. I screwed up. I screwed up all the time, right? But just to to say I need to give it my all, you know, how many people can actually say this? So that's what, that was my mindset shift. Like, and and a lot of that probably stems from like insecurity. Um, you know, I've had, I don't know how you are, Brian, but you were talking about backhanded compliments. You know what one of the worst backhanded compliments is? It just used to eat me alive. People would say this shit all the time. It would drive me crazy. You have so much potential. Ugh. I hated it. I hated it when people told me that. Because what's the underlying message? You're not living up to it. Right. That's right. That that that's the next step. Go, oh my gosh, you have so much potential. I heard that all the time in high school, heard that in college. You have so much potential, so much potential. And like, so one time I was like, you know, when I started doing this, I started seeing the real results. And after a couple of months in, it was like, okay, bro, like this is really working. You're dropping weight fast, you're getting strong fast. And I was like, all right, people have talked about my potential a lot. Let's see what my potential truly is if I go all in. And yeah, I went two straight years without missing a single workout. It was only three days per week and it was only 40 minutes a session, but I did not miss one workout in two years because I was so dedicated. To, to being on top of it. And that's, yeah, that's really kind of what, what kickstarted all this stuff. So it's just, it's so rewarding to hear stories like you or, and, and, you know, I made those posts uh, that I was telling you about on, on, on Twitter and on Facebook and stuff, you know, a little bit of salesy stuff there. Obviously I'm selling my course. You got, you got to sell your own stuff, right. <laughs> that's right. but you got to be okay with self-promoting if you're an, an, an internet online fitness guy. But at the same time, I don't, like I said, I don't know if I've ever seen so many people take it and then go, wow, you don't have to kill yourself with exercise to get into great shape. You don't have to eat nothing but tofu, broccoli, and almonds you know, to get into great shape. You can really eat what you want. You just have to be smart about it. And you can really exercise very little as long as you're doing high ROI activities, as long as you are intense when you work out and you're trying hard when you're in there and really pushing it, it doesn't take a lot. And that's what I think is so powerful about that specific protocol, that no cardio fat shredding protocol. It just it just shows you, you know, people do it and they go, oh my God, this is easy. And now all of a sudden that, that dopamine rush, like, you know, you start to get that dopamine from working out and from seeing the numbers on the scale and your, your body measurements improve, start to get more confidence, right? Get some, get some of that BDE when you're walking around, like, <laughs> yeah, look what's going on with me, man. Like that sort of thing. Your friends start saying stuff and, you know, wow, dude, you look great. And that that's a confidence boost and you feel awesome about yourself. And, and, and that's what hooks you. And now all of a sudden you're hooked. I've seen so many people do that. And I don't, I don't train three days per week for 40 minutes anymore. I'll train four or five, six days per week. I'll do cardio now. I'll, I'll, I'll try different methodologies and different stuff just because like, you know, now I love it. And 10 years ago, it's, it's weird. If you would have told me, I guess it would be 12 years ago now when I very first started that, like, Hey, fast forward 12 years and you're going to be on a podcast and you're going to have your own business and like over a thousand clients and you'll be X, Y, Z. You're not going to be teaching. You'll, you'll quit that shit back in 2006. I'll be like, what in the ever living fuck are you talking? Like, what are you talking? What, what kind of alternate universe are you living in? But yeah, life has uh, taken a wild turn. No doubt. 
I was going to ask you about teaching and when you left that. So 2016, you stopped teaching full-time. You were balancing both of Any Man Fitness and teaching at one point. And then you just cut the cord on teaching and you went into Any Man Fitness. What yep. was that like leaving a secure... What was it like following your dreams? Terrifying. <laughs> of course. It was It was terrifying. It was. I waited uh, one year too long to pull the trigger. I will be the first one to admit that. And if you ask the principal at my the school that I taught in, he will say the same thing. <laughs> I wait, but um so I started in 2013 in May. Um and all I did and I think this is this is where a lot of of new people uh go wrong, especially in the fitness world. All I wanted to do was give value. I didn't want to sell anything for months, for five straight months, the whole summer of 2013. I just wrote articles for my site. I posted them on Twitter. I had like, you know, 12 followers at the time. Um, and, you know, I started a Facebook business page. And and I, so that was it. Those were the only two social medias. Instagram wasn't even a thing back then. There was no LinkedIn, TikTok, none of that, none of that crap. And Some of that so, might be a good thing. Yeah, uh, you, you could make the argument that that was, <laughs> they were simpler times back in 2011. Yeah. That's for sure, Brian. Uh, but uh yeah, so that's all I did was just write articles, um, and I didn't even open for business until so I started the website in May of 2013. If you ever want to get a, have a, go on a trip, go to the Wayback Machine um, and type in Any Man Fitness in like you know June of 2013. You can see how rudimentary and awful, like awful, the articles are terrible. <laughs> like the website looks like a, a GeoCities website from like 2005. <laughs> if you remember GeoCities, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I think I have one of those too somewhere. I don't think the Wayback Archives has that one, thank God. You hope um, not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so uh, that was in May of 2013. I didn't open for business until October of 2013. I'll tell you my entire goal. My entire goal with the business was to have some extra money to do some home repairs. That was it. I think it was like 2012. We had to get a deck put on our, our backyard um, and... I didn't have the money for it. And my wife didn't have the money for it. And it wasn't an expensive deck. It was, you know, seven or eight grand or something. But I we had to go to the credit union and get a loan. And I remember just being like, bro, you're like in your 30s, man. Like you should be able to just write a check for this. What's you need to earn more, right? Like, you know, I was a teacher. So that's common theme with us teachers. And so I looked into like possibly being a principal, but I realized. It's like 15 or 20 grand per year for like triple the hours. I don't think I want to, I don't think that's worth my time. And then this kind of started. I said, oh, well, all right, let's let's give it a shot. Started it in May. And in October, I decided, okay, I'll start taking clients and get this. On my website, I wrote, if you are interested in a one-on-one or in a coaching program, email me at anymanfitness at yahoo.com. <laughs> that just shows you how rudimentary all this stuff was. Like there was no form to fill out. I didn't have my own domain name, email address. Um, back then you couldn't just go to Google suite and get, get an email address on your domain. Like you had to go through a process and I was completely stupid when it came to tech, but man, sure, sure shit. A week or two later, there's, there's someone in my inbox. I got my very first client. And it was pretty modest uh, up until about the summer of 2014. There was a website called Photocracy, which is actually still around, but uh, it's it's not popular anymore. At one point, it was more popular. In 2014, it got voted like one of the top 10 new fitness apps on the market. And it was bigger than MyFitnessPal at the time. 
And they were looking for coaches um, to, to run courses and, and, you know, coaching courses. And it was like a con- like contract work situation. They get a cut, you get a cut sort of a deal. And I said, okay, cool. I'll, I'll run this. You know, what will I call it? And I thought about the name for like three seconds. And I was like, no cardio fat shredding. That'd be a cool name. That's what we do. We, we, we shred fat without cardio. Cool. Let's do that. Called it no cardio fat shredding, made up a sales page. And they, they, it was all email marketing. So their user base, they'd send emails out to their user base. And I had 50 something people sign up for the first one. All of a sudden I went, you know, I might've had like eight clients at the time. And all of a sudden I went, well, holy shit. Now I got 50 clients. Sweet. And it was like two months later, I decided oh, I'll run another one. So I run another one. And at that point, the word has kind of gotten out in the community. The results were really good. People were posting it before and after. Hey, this coach named Jason Helmuth, uh, you know, he's, his uh, username is Anyman Fitness. He's, he's running a pretty sweet course. Uh, and the second course, no cardio fat shredding too. That was when that course hit, we sold it out. We did 100, 100 spots to the course. And that was when I went, yeah, I'm going to quit my job one day. Like that was, it was very obvious. Like that was the moment. Where I was like, this is going down. Holy crap. That was October of 2014. So I continued to run those courses, continued to blog, continued to take on one-on-one clients. And I was doing it all while I was teaching, like all of it. And at that point, I had two kids. My second daughter was born in 2012. Uh, my wife was working full-time, daycare. Like It was, Brian, uh, those, from like 2000, late 2014 to 2016-ish, it was just a blur. I don't even, and I had so much debt. We had so much debt, like between my wife's student loans, my student loans. We had two mortgages on our house, like, you know, balloon payments on stuff, car payments, daycare, pay, like so many different payments on stuff. And for the first three or so years, I didn't spend a penny that came in with any of my fitness. I just was like, you know, this is your chance to pay off all this debt and, you know, all this stuff. And so eventually, once we got done with that, I mean, I was waking up at five o'clock in the morning, working on fitness stuff, you know, waking the kids up, bottles, diapers, all that crap, getting them to daycare at 7.30 in the morning, teaching school, working through every lunch period, working through every planning period, working out, picking them up, dinner with the family, sit back down at the computer, work until 11, pass out, do it all over again the next day. And that was it for like years uh, until it was, yeah. It was 2016. I said, I, I got to get out. <laughs> like, I can't do it anymore. And yes, the original question, and as you can tell, I, I have a background teaching. Us teachers can talk and talk and talk forever. You might be able to notice that. Well, you have a 45 or 60 minute period. You have to, you know, you don't want these kids taking you over. Got, you got to <laughs> fill it up, man. You got to <laughs> fill it up. You can't have yeah. dead time. Um, but what was that like? It was terrifying, man. And I was I was making I was certainly making more money um, with the fitness stuff on the side than I was with teaching, but like you said, it's like that paycheck comes every two weeks, no matter what. Those benefits, the pension, the whatever that comes, no matter what. I had tenure, like that is not going away unless you know I beat a child or something. And I've, I've I was pretty good about not beating children <laughs> while I was a teacher. <laughs> and honestly, I have to give give props to my dad because I've I visited him. The summer before, I ended up quitting. We were on summer break, and we were sharing sharing some whiskey on the back porch. And he's like, "So, are you gonna teach next year?" And I was like, "Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can do it another year." But he's, I was like, "I'm so scared to quit. Like, what if I fail? What if I this? What if I that?" And he's like, "Just do it and don't look back. Like, 
You know, he's like, I wish when I was 30, I would have had an opportunity to do something like this. This is a golden opportunity. You can work for yourself. You can make good money. You can help other people. You can set all your rules. Never have a boss again. Like, quit and never look back. And I was like, all right, man, like, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So I quit, didn't look back, and uh, here we are. <laughs> so I think that's great. You don't always need approval for what you're going to do, especially if you think it's right. Uh, but it's also nice that, you know, your dad's there. We're relatively around the same age. So our dads, right, that old school mentality of, you know, get that steady paycheck. Yeah, you have a pension, yeah. you have all this stuff. And to tell you, like, man, what are you doing? Like, follow, follow what you want to do, like, help people do that. I think that's really cool that, he, you know, he encouraged you, reinforced what you already thought was right. Yeah, my dad is like one of the most conservative people in the world. I'm, I'm very surprised that he said like i was like what really you're telling me to quit i thought it's supposed to be uh, the opposite like you know but no he said you know when you don't know what you can do until your back is against the wall and you have to earn or else you know you have to be successful at what you do or else you're going to hurt your family and he was right he was right it, it keeps that like on edge neurotic sort of a, a anxious like Got to do more. Got to do more. It just keeps you going, keeps you driven, keeps you moving, keeps you working and getting better and better and better over the years. So, yeah, it's it's really cool to have him, uh, you know, be able to say that. So he'll never listen to this because he does not consume any of my content whatsoever. <laughs> but if he is listening, thanks, pops. I owe you one. Somebody will tell him that they heard about it, and that's how he'll find out. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think he knows how to how to listen to a podcast. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> He's a boomer, I'll, so what are you gonna yeah. do? <laughs> I'll write in the newspaper for him. We'll find out. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you were teaching junior high or seventh, eighth? Yeah, junior high, math? junior high. Oh. It was mostly eighth grade. I taught uh, math mostly and some social studies. I was a pretty good math teacher and a pretty crappy social studies teacher, all things considered. I was just read the book and be one step ahead of the, ahead of the kids when it came to social studies. But it was usually eighth grade. Um, and every once in a while, you know, just depending on what, what they needed. Like, you know, sometimes I'd have a sixth grade class or a seventh grade class or something. But yeah. Middle schoolers, man, that was that was a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I have a, a brother teaches fifth grade. I'm, I'm sorry, I think sixth grade science. And then uh, an older brother is an assistant principal in a high school. And yet he still teaches, I think, sometimes on the side. And oh, cool. for both of their stories, I'm like, okay, why would you not just do the sixth graders where you're still bigger than most of them? And if anything really got out of hand, like they're really only in sixth grade, uh, that's yeah. fine. And then my older brother will show me videos that end up on like, world star hip hop or wherever it's going. And he's in the middle of trying to break up a fight of guys that are six, 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 seven, six, eight, 300. Just I'm like, what are you doing? None of this is worth your paycheck. Like just you know, like, <laughs> get in your office, lock the door. They'll figure it out. <laughs> rule, rule number one of fights in school is you let them beat the hell out of each other and get really tired. And then once they're done, that's when you step in. That's, that's, that's rule number one. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh no. He was right in the middle of it. I was like, dude, this sounds like a bad idea, man. So we uh we had we had a we had a few of those, but uh I always had to be careful. We had one, um, you know, I'm it wasn't high school for me, so I was way bigger and stronger than all of these kids. Um, and we had one where I was doing lunch duty and these two kids from across the way, they're mean mugging and f-bombing each other, and I, oh oh, here we go. So I come slowly start walking over. And one of them leaps at the other across the table and puts him into a headlock. And I come up behind him and bear hug him. And I just rip, just try to rip him away. <laughs> Brian, I think I threw him 30 feet. <laughs> he went flying. It hits the wall. And I went, oh, shit. 
Um, and I went walking over and I kind of grabbed him by the neck, both kids, you know, one on either side of me, sort of a deal. And sit down, you go over here, you go over here into the office. And I walked in into the principal's office and said, all right, bro. Uh, I just threw that kid like 30 feet. We have to make sure I don't get in trouble on this one. I was like, sorry, the adrenaline got the most. Of me. <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it. That, you know, I, I don't care. It, it's fine. Don't worry. It'll, it'll, it'll brush over. And it did. It did. So. Yeah, no, that's good. So teaching math, my son is in third grade. So during the pandemic, he was, uh, I guess he was in first grade and they do common core over here in New Jersey. I don't know if it made it out to you. Mm-hmm. It yep, is. Sure. Uh, yep. It is the craziest math. It is the longest way to solve five plus three. You're making tens. Next thing you're at a hundred somehow, then you're subtracting back down. You're like five plus three is eight, but it took me half an hour. So I had to teach myself this weird math. And now he'll come home and quiz me on social studies facts or just general history. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, well, I learned this 30 years ago. Is that still considered a fact or like Columbus still discovered America? Are we still saying that? Or we've now learned that's like really not true at all. But yet he'll still learn that in school, and that, that's what his question is for me. You know, as I start down the path, I'm like, well, actually, I think the Norwegians were here first, and there was an early settlement. And he just stares at me. He's like, Dad, it's Christopher Columbus. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder. And and those things do just kind of come out over time. And it doesn't always make you wonder, what are the textbooks like in other countries? You know what I mean? Because everybody has their own spin on the way things happen, and a, a lot of it is folklore, really. <laughs> You know, it's true. It's like to the victors get to write the the winning of the story. And, you know, you sit here and you keep relearning the same stuff. And exactly. Another country, it could just be the complete opposite of what you're learning. Yeah. The, no, that's it's, an amazing place where you see some of this stuff. You're like, what? That's that's not true at all. Yeah. I do. Have wonder a soft, if you're, you're saying it's not true. You're like, wait, maybe I'm not true. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I do have a soft spot for Common Core. I know that gets shit on all the time. Everybody hates Common Core, and which I get. You know, the whole it's good in theory. But the application of Common Core from a lot of teachers, especially teachers that just, you know, they they get the curriculum, they teach it exactly how it's presented in the curriculum. Like you got to be able to give your kids some nuance. Like the whole purpose behind Common Core is to not just teach the how, to teach the why. When we were in school, we just we just learned the how. It was just all algorithmic computations and drill and kill practice. And it wasn't until I was, you know, in my twenties probably that I went. Oh, that's why we did this. And that's why we, you know, and the common core tries to flip that and sort of teach you the why first. But that doesn't mean that you don't need to learn the algorithmic way to quickly do the problem. Fluency is a thing too. And like you said, too, I mean, you you can't be on some sort of a standardized test or, you know, at really any sort of a test and get out your base 10 counting blocks just to do a simple subtraction problem. Like that's not feasible, you know? So I I think it needs to be blended better with a lot of teachers, but I understand why it was put in place to kind of get away from the the algorithmic view of math that that so many of us grew up with. I think we should look at the countries that are great in in math and focus on what does that country do great? And then what country is great at science? And then focus on that and try to do it there. So basically like China for everything? <laughs> China for everything. China, listen to my podcast, please. All one billion people. Oh uh, boy, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I do Common Core in my head as I'm trying to explain to my son. I'm like, well, five plus three is gonna be really hard to do like this. But if you're looking at money or you're trying to figure out if you have enough money while you're at Target, and you're like, well, that's one forty six. That's really one fifty. You know, you, you start adding it all there, and then you know, you added ten bucks. You'll take that off at the end. But if you don't have the basics, 
you know, the, the basic concepts of a day on to do, I guess, a little faster. It yeah. becomes a mess at the end. In reality, it's all just different applications of the distributed property. Like that's all it really is, you know, just over and over and over again. It's like 99% of the math that you do uh, up until the time you're in high school is just different applications of the distributed property over and over again. So, but anyways, I need you to solve something for me. I, uh, I like to think because my, oh, I retired. I retired. So so I'm I'm sorry, Brian. I retired 2016. (laughs) So seven years ago. (laughs) I'm moving back to fitness on this one. Oh, okay. Uh, Longer arms. I'm sorry. Longer arms make it harder to bench press more weight. True. True or false? True. True. Okay. Yeah, definitely true. Good. All right. I've been. Yeah. The the, the long limbed people tend to be natural pullers and natural deadlifters. Um, They are not going to be natural squatters. They're not going to be natural bench pressers. Um, the show, you know, those are the classic ectomorphs and I am an ectomorph and it sounds like you probably are as well. I have to kick and fight and scream for every pound on the bench press, shoulder press, incline bench press, that sort of a thing. Um, and, and barbell back squats. I, I, I gave those up years ago. <laughs> I'll do leg presses and lunges and, and I'll do like a hack squat machine, but actual barbell bench press. It's just my leverage is just, I just don't fit that exercise very well. Um, and yeah, yeah, there's some people that go like, well, if you suck at it, you should practice it more. Yeah. Okay. Well, at the same time, you know, there's still like, yeah, I'm in good shape. I'm not worried about my physique or the strength of my legs or anything. And, and there's no reason that you need to be married to any one specific exercise, but your, your shorter stockier guys, which are your endomorphs. Um, they, they tend to have the shorter arms. Those are the guys that are excellent bench pressers, excellent squatters, and they might not be pullers. You know, they might not be the greatest at, at your rows, they might not be the the greatest uh, deadlifters or anything, but uh, you know the squats and squats and the bench presses and shoulder presses they can usually crush those. So we're we're not great. You know the sexy stuff we want to look good at with the the bench press on there. We've got the four hundreds and we're just popping them up. Arms are too yeah. long. I'm going to keep that. That's good. Uh, and then you're you know as you were saying, if you're not good at it, just keep going at it. And that's like the Jocko mentality. If you listen to his podcast, like mm-hmm. if I send him a question, I'm like Jocko, I'm not good at bench pressing. Like how do I? Bench press 400. He'd be like, good, just keep bench pressing more. Like, no, that's not the answer I needed. Yeah, not, <laughs> Jocko, I can't do a pull-up. Like, should I bench press to get better? He's like, no, do more pull-ups. Like, oh, yeah. I can't do that. It is, it is, there is some truth to that sort of a mind. That's like the 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 said principle, specific adaptations to impose demands, which basically says if you want to get better at one thing, guess what you have to do? You got to practice that one thing. Right. And that's that's something that uh it repeats itself over and over again. You know, every once in a while I have a client that you know, they're super strong. They they got a really nice deadlift and squat and 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 they're in great shape. Then they'll go out to shovel their driveway and they'll go, Oh my gosh, I shoveled my driveway for 90 minutes and I could barely move. My back hurts. What am I doing wrong? Do I need to strengthen my back? I'm like, no, you just you aren't used to shoveling your driveway. That's all. <laughs> like if if all of a sudden I said for your workouts, you're gonna shovel your driveway for 90 minutes, four days a week. Guess what? After three weeks, you wouldn't be sore anymore. But then if I told you to go back in a deadlift, you would be like, this is how the body works, right? <laughs> Specific adaptations to impose demands. As an adult, you should have a snowblower. If you have any type of accumulation, uh, you'll be done instantly. You'll save your neighbors. You'll be a hero of the neighborhood and you'll save your back, which is even more important. Um, I live in Michigan and this is confirmed. So <laughs> 100% confirmed. Best thing, best purchase I ever made was a two-stage snowblower. It's great. When we got our first home, we, you know, we moved in and there was this giant storm the week before that we closed on our house and knocked power out for like six or seven days. Uh, we had, my son was maybe a year, so I guess he was still in bottles or whatever. And we had to make sure we still had the, you know, the, the milk was fresh and he couldn't have this. So I had an extra 400 bucks when we moved in and it was, do I get a portable generator or do I get a snowblower? And we moved in in, in July. 
So I went with the generator. I did not use that generator for four years. It would snow. I would go outside, double driveway, shovel for three hours, get done 10 feet. My neighbor across the street, I know he saw me. I know he looked out the window and saw me. He would come out three hours later, snow blow his driveway real quick, in five minutes do mine. I'm like, but where were you three hours ago, man? Like, I need a little help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, We have a few uh, uh, shovelers in our neighborhood, too. I'm also going, man, you guys live in Michigan. You guys are crazy. <laughs> like, go get a snowblower. So They're not that expensive. And once you get one, you're no. like, such a good idea. Such a good idea. No, they're not. They're not. We we went the opposite route. Uh, we got the snowblower instead of the generator, and we made it four years without needing a generator. And we actually just recently, last month, Finally went out and got one. We had a pretty pretty nasty ice storm up here that knocked out power, and we had to borrow our father-in-law's generator and running wires all over the house to make sure the food doesn't spoil and the sump pump doesn't go out and all that stuff. So, so yeah, we have both now. So I'm in the both camp too, so that's good. Yeah. Coach Jay, man, I seriously appreciate your time. Uh, I don't want to take up everything. Uh, so no cardio fat shred. You're going to start one April 27th? Uh, 24th, Monday, April 24th. So I don't know how quick your turnaround is on, on getting these out, but, uh, if it's quick, then yeah, they, your listeners might be able to, uh, sign up. So I don't know when this was going to air, but I'm going to bump you up. So for next Friday, you'll come out, uh, and hopefully we can get some, some clients coming your way. And when oh, they you're sign a good up, man. They, Thank you. That's oh, really cool. Yeah, no Thank problem. You. Yeah. Uh, um, so hopefully people sign up, they can tell coach Jay, you found him a wild and weird. Uh, you also have other programs though. If you, do you want to give a quick highlight? Sure, sure. Yeah, we have three. We have three main programs that that we have. We have a one-on-one, like an elite, personalized tier with with the top uh, accountability. Uh, we have four coaches and myself on our roster, so we have a pretty pretty decent sized roster. So, one-on-one coaching is exactly what it sounds. Everything is highly personalized to the individual. Hand created diet, hand created nutrition plan, hand created workouts, uh, weekly check ins with your coach, twenty four seven email access, um, and it, that that is an all in sort of an experience, all all hands on deck sort of a thing. Then we sell the we have the no cardio fat shredding course. That is a six week course. That's the one that uh, should be a couple days from now, if you are hearing this after it gets released next Friday. That's the six-week course for a one-time payment. Um, and uh, you know, like, as I believe I mentioned earlier in the podcast, most people lose like 11 or 12 pounds or so and lose about three or four inches off their waist during those six weeks. I've seen individuals lose as much as 25 pounds and and, and five inches off the waist in six weeks. So it's it's really unique and, and cool experience. And it's the same thing that 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 started it all for me and 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 you know hundreds possibly even thousands of others can say the same thing and then we have like a a lower uh more affordable more independent ongoing uh course uh you know group a community uh it's called full access any men fitness and that is you know, for for a low monthly fee, or or we do have like you know yearly packages that are at a little bit of a discount. Um, you get access to lots of different workouts, uh, personalized nutrition. That we have a a built in message board for clients. We have a proprietary app, a custom app that I had had created uh, a couple of years ago that that tracks all your workouts for you, videos and all sorts of fun content and stuff. That's that is our most popular offer, uh, just because of its nature, because it's more affordable um, and it's kind of like an ongoing thing. So you'll you'll never get tired. We're adding new workouts and new new strength training programs regularly on it. So yeah, that one has uh, currently about about nine hundred twenty five 
people in that one. So a pretty, pretty decent size, little niche, little, little corner of the internet that we got going on here. Right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having this program and showing me a direction who somebody who was so lost, who would spend more time walking around the gym than actually these workouts take to complete. So I appreciate it. And how to eat right. One of my favorite things to eat, you know, you, you know, you know, it's bad for you, you know, it's good. Like I still will walk by and have some of my kids candy or whatever, but like I would walk by and, you know, they Z bars. I'm like, oh, mm, Z bars, yeah. like a chocolate, chocolate brownie, like they're whatever. But you look at the back and there's, there's nothing good in it whatsoever. And cereal was one of my go-to like meals. Like, oh, I'm not really hungry. I have a bowl of cereal. And yeah. if you ever look at a serving of cereal, one, I, I didn't realize they made serving sizes that small, like to pour like a third of a cup of- Oh, right. You know, yeah, my serving my size is an entire box of cereal. Right? right. Then you start looking at that and, and doing the math and the common core, I'm carrying the one and the seven, like, Jesus, that was like 2,000 <laughs> calories of it. Like, and I'm not even full at the end of it. You know, So like, I've really, you know, you look at your macros and you start putting it in and you're trying to hit your numbers and just seeing what like cereal, man, I can't have cereal, I'm not eating anything else the rest of the day. And instead, you know, you grow chicken and you flavor it the way you want that you like. And, you know, you're having uh, other high protein things like, oh, this actually tastes good. I'm full and it's helping me reach my goals. Uh, and then, I'll, you know, I'll still sprinkle in cereal here and there, but it's not this like go to meal that I was having before. Yeah, it's 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 like it's a post-workout treat, right? You, you're done with your workout. You go, cool, I, I can handle, you know. 200 300 calories worth of uh cereal right now but but yeah it's a and honestly that was a lot of, you know we talked about how how I was eating healthy but I didn't really know what it, what it meant that and you're right like it's like when I looked at it I'm, I'm like I'm way under eating protein I'm way over eating on my carbs you know first thing in the morning I'm not getting any protein into my system I'm eating like a couple like special k bars and a banana like that's this is pure carbs like no wonder you feel like crap and you have no energy like you know, this sugar rush in the morning and then you show sugar crash right after, you know, as soon as you start really zoning in on those things, it's amazing how level your energy, you know, becomes and, and how like those, those hunger levels just vanish. They really do when, when you really zone it in and, and, and really do it the right way. And that's, that's what makes dieting sustainable and, and dare I say it somewhat enjoyable, you know, and it's not bad. I really enjoy all the chicken that we grill and we'll do different flavors, make our own different marinades. And then grill it outside. And the fresh vegetables are, you know, there's just so much better. You feel better. You're eating cleaner. Mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you really just feel better. That's it. Friday, 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 Friday nights are uh, uh, tonight for dinner is is New York strip, homemade roasted potatoes, and uh, broiled uh, Brussels sprouts. And like, it's my favorite meal. If you would have ever would have told me 13 years ago that you would be eating Brussels sprouts and like actually looking forward to it, like I would have called you batshit crazy, man. <laughs> like, but you're right. It. It nourishes you. It tastes good, and you know you're not bogged down all night long with a bunch of greasy, just gross stuff. So it's a it's a win win all the way around. Yeah. Before I cut you loose, can we just cover alcohol real quick for the people who do drink or want to responsibly enjoy a drink? What is the best choice for them to go to go for? Really, the best choice is either a dry red wine and like one one glass of a one serving of a dry red wine, which I think is like about three and a half ounces. Right. It's not your big oversized red red wine glasses that you see at the parties filled to the brim or anything. Um, or uh one ounce of unflavored liquor. Um, and when I say unflavored, I mean like, you know, no, no Captain Morgans or rum chadas or or those sorts of things, like a like a whiskey or a tequila or a vodka, and, you know, that sort of thing. That's really for Calorie wise, that's your best bang for your buck. Um, mix it in with a zero calorie mixer if you want to. One of the biggest things that you got to do is you really just got to pay attention to the portion sizes, right? You see a lot of people, oh, I'll have a drink. 
and they'll take whiskey and they'll give themselves two or three fingers. Well, I mean, that's probably like five or six drinks. You know what I mean? Like if you're talking about an ounce, you know, um, but uh, yeah, it's unfortunately because I love beer. Beer is amazing and delicious. And what was it? Thomas Jefferson said, it's proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy or something. Um, I love beer. I love IPAs. I'm an IPA sucker. Uh, but uh, all you got to do is take a look at a two hearted is my favorite IPA and one twelve. One 12 ounce bottle is like 230 calories and one 12 ounce bottle. And it's like, okay. All right. Yeah. If I'm, you know, if I'm getting ready for the summertime, that's the first thing to go. It definitely is. Cause you know, it's everyone's personal choice to drink without a doubt, but it stops all fat burning and muscle building properties on a dime because your body treats it like a toxin. As soon as that alcohol is in your system, it immediately stops burning fat and it immediately stops building muscle until that alcohol is completely flushed out of your system. So it's a, it's one of those things where it's everyone's personal choice, but if you're struggling to get results and you're drinking two, three, four nights a week, that's the first thing to look at. It's the lowest hanging fruit, if you will, and always, always tackle the lowest hanging fruit first. You had a post the other day and it talked about if you're going to a restaurant and getting an IPA, you know, they, you know, sometimes it'll come as like a 23 ounce and it was equating it to being something like maybe like seven Miller lights or something by the time you were. Yeah. You were done yeah. It was, uh, and, and I think that's eye opening for a lot of people. And I'm not saying, and again, a lot of people were like pissed off at me because when you challenge someone's beliefs, especially when alcohol is as ingrained into our American culture and really a lot of European cultures too, like people drink alcohol and I, I, Believe the numbers where I sat down and crunched the numbers. I said, if you go to a restaurant and it has a 22% or 22 ounce IPA, like a two hearted, two hearted is 7% alcohol. And you sit down and you drink two tall IPAs like that. You have just drank the alcoholic equivalent of 7.3 Bud Lights in one sitting. That's binge drinking. That's the literal definition of binge. People were like cussing me out in the replies, like, what the hell are you talking about? It's just two drinks. And I'm like, the hell it's two drinks like, like it's two DOS boots from uh you know, yeah fest, i you know, know it's that's it, not it, two drinks like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, trust me it's not first off it's 44 ounces that sure isn't 24 ounces right and the alcohol is seven percent it's not 4.1 percent like it is with bud light it's completely not two drink like you know and and people need to to be aware of that the definition of binge drinking is for men, it's five or more drinks in one sitting. And for women, I believe it's three or more. It might be four or more. I'd have to go back and, and double check my uh, coaching thesaurus. Uh, but uh, uh, but either way, it's, uh, yeah. And, and again, like no judgment. It's not like I haven't done it. I've done it on multiple occasions. But let's not pretend like this is a good habit to be in like and, and, and you know, to, to do on a regular basis. Right. If you're not hitting your results that you want. Or if you, you know, the summer's coming up, if, you know, you happen to live in the United States for the most part, the summer equals a beach, a lake, shirtless for guys, yeah. bathing suits for women. And, you know, that's pretty much walking around in underwear. And if you're trying to look your best, you know, the low hanging fruit and the IPAs, they make them so great. Like the flavors, everything they have, mm -hmm. uh, if, if all the local breweries that pop up now and they're all trying something different. There's like a strawberry shortcake. Oh, I got to try that. And, yeah. you know, your, your body's not agreeing with it. And, you know. Things aren't looking great how you, how you want to look. The, so. the good news is that uh, the non-alcoholic market has exploded in the last couple of years. Uh, millennials and, and the Gen Zers are drinking less and less and less. And I think there's honestly a lot more people our age that, you know, as we've aged and gotten out of the, the college mindset and the 30s mindset and hit our 40s, 
we're kind of kind of realizing, you know, this isn't the best thing for me. Um, but there's lots of really good zero alcohol brands out there. Guinness has a delicious uh, a non-alcoholic beer. Um, athletic had, brewing have you had those? athletic brewing is, is, oh, is amazing so yeah they're yeah. at the store at the store around the corner from us they have a, that their ipa i swear like i'm like how is this non-alcoholic like it tastes it tastes just like a well i, I can't say just like but it tastes like too hearted to me anyways um and they have a like a golden a, a, like kind of like a golden lager that's excellent it's like 45 calories for one of them but yeah I feel like and i enjoy the taste so on the weekends like you know tonight i'll probably have a couple of non-alcoholic beers and you know that that scratches the taste itch and it doesn't disrupt my sleep or spike my heart rate or 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 screw up the the week of working out and, and good eating that I did or anything. So that's that's a it is more of a viable option now than it's ever been. Gone are the days of Coors Cutter is your only option, you know. No, that's good and really athletic brewing. If you have a chance to try it, uh, it's funny though. Some of their six packs are more than a regular six pack at at the store, and you're like, well, how, how does that equate that? Yeah, I know, out, I know, no alcohol. I'm I'm doing everything I can to get a an athletic brewing company sponsorship. So if anybody works for athletic brewing company, I've been blowing you guys up all over social media. My newsletter, uh, we should chat. Uh, Jason at anymanfitness.com. So hit me up. And if you have a second sponsorship, I'm available as well. Let oh yeah, yeah. We and do, Brian's podcast too. Brian's <laughs> podcast too. At Brian's pod, podcast.com. Come on, people. All right, <laughs> Coach Jay, I really appreciate it. What, what are your socials? Where can people find you? Uh, Any Man Fitness, that's my tag on everything. I got a little TikTok channel that's starting to gain a little bit of traction. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, I have a personal page. I post a lot from my personal page. My name is Jason Helmus. Last name spelled just like a helmet, only with an S. I'll add you. As long as you don't look like you're a copywriter or someone trying to scam me out of money, I'll add you. Um, <laughs> but I have the Facebook business page as well, and I'm on Instagram. Don't do LinkedIn. I'm I'm busy enough as it is beyond, uh, with those social media channels. I don't go any further than that. <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, go find him. Let him know you heard him on Wild and Weird. Sign up for No Cardio Factory if there's something that interests you. Firsthand experience, how great it works. Coach Jay, I appreciate it. I uh, Thank you for coming on. You have a great day. All right. Thank you so much, Brian. It was a pleasure. All right, everyone. That was our show. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date in all things wild and weird. Check out the links in the show notes for more information on our guests. The biggest support you can offer is to tell everyone about the podcast. Until next time. 